Welcome to Social Work Insider Podcast. My name is Harlani Vasquez, a licensed social worker and social work career coach. This podcast is the go-to resource for my fellow social workers to become the best version of themselves. Each episode, I'm going to share different mindset, entrepreneur, and career tips for you to implement towards your professional development. Are you ready? Let's go. Enjoy. Welcome back, my fellow social workers, to another episode on Social Work Insider. And today, I have the amazing Jocelyn, who is a clinical social worker in the states of Massachusetts and Connecticut. She has an amazing platform to help school social workers level up in their social work career. And I'm so excited to have her today on the podcast to share some gems, speak about her own journey to social school social worker, to entrepreneurship, and share some insightful tips that can be helpful to you all. Jocelyn, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Hey, Harlany. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to have this conversation. Absolutely. I'm just so excited. I would definitely love to start this conversation with you telling us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in becoming a school social worker? Okay. So I am from Massachusetts. And I currently live in Connecticut. So I always say social work is kind of in my blood because my father is a clinical social worker. Wow. So growing up, yep. So growing up, I always saw him. Um, he worked for the Veterans Administration for like 15 years. So, you know, I would see him getting up, going to work in the morning. We were able to take a lot of different trips because he was working for the government. So he'd go to different conferences. And I knew he was a social worker then, but it didn't really click to me yet. Mm -hmm. um, then as I got older, he went into private practice and I really kind of watched him build it from the ground up. You know, they didn't have kind of like uh, all these coaching programs like how we have now. So he had to really learn from other people, um, read books and get information from others. And he was able to start his own private practice about, I think it's been about 20 years now. Wow, and it started from him being a solo practitioner in a small office to getting a suite with several other um, clinical social workers that work with him as well as therapists. And I'm one of them. Uh, so I feel like social work kind of has been embedded in me because I've seen it throughout my entire life. And after I graduated from the University of Massachusetts, I had my psychology degree. I thought, what is a career where I can help others, but it's kind of flexible. Like I don't only have to work in a school. I don't only have to work in a hospital. You know, you can do a lot of different things. So I thought about social work. I talked to my dad about it, applied to Springfield College, got into the program and kind of here I am today. So, yeah, so I really think it was um, a lot of influence from my dad and just growing up and watching him help others and really be into the psychology, clinical, mental health world. And it rubbed off on me. So I think that's kind of how I got into the field. That's so beautiful. And, and you know, I, most of the times we can often be surprised how, how a certain career chooses us. And sometimes it's kind of about, you know, really following that path and following that journey to be able to realize that, okay, this is where we're like, this is what I'm meant to do. Like, it's crazy because thinking back to my own journey, I mean, this is something that, you know, I wasn't surrounded by social workers. I would just say, you know, currently, you know, due to my upbringing, you know, growing up in low income, you know, having lack of resources and always being around, you know, at that time hopefully potential you know helping professions I was like okay I need to help people I just don't know what whether it was maybe at that time becoming a nurse or becoming a doctor it was more along the lines of like really understanding that this is what I'm meant to do and then I love how you know your family 
pretty much led you towards that profession. And, you know, it's to say for those who are just maybe graduating, getting new into the field, what advice or insightful tips will you have to help, you know, those who are currently interested in becoming a school social worker, right? Maybe dealing with, okay, what type of population to deal with, whether it's elementary, high, high school, right? Um, mm-hmm. So what will you say in regards to, you know, current school social workers who are currently interested in that? Um, So I would say, one, you want to figure out the population that you want to work with, right? So you have elementary, you have middle school, you have high school. There's also alternative schools or like behavioral schools. So you want to kind of think about what population of young people do I like? So I personally have worked in elementary, middle, and high school. And throughout the years, I realized the population I liked the most was adolescents. So kind of get your feet wet. If you're early on and getting into school social work, I would say every other year, if you can, within your district, try to move around and see what populations you like to work with best. Um, Then once you determine what population you want to work with, you want to think of what um, evidence-based practices do you want to really fine-tune your skills in? So do you want to really be... um, like an art therapist type of school social worker where you're using a lot of art therapy techniques. Do you like CBT? Do you like DBT? You want to get really good with those clinical skills and just really, really use those with that population. I'm not one to um, utilize all these different type of clinical interventions. I try to get really, really good at one specific intervention and just utilize it and tweak it to that population. Um, In addition to that, you really want to be visible in your school. So a lot of schools are either just starting to have school social workers or they've always had school social workers for, you know, a longer amount of time. For those people who are very new in their schools, you want to be very visible. You want to teach your staff about your job. So what is my role? What am I doing here? What are the systems that I have in place to get referrals from staff? So you really have to educate them on all the things that you do, which include advocacy, psychoeducation, individual and group counseling, being a part of meetings for students, um, sometimes doing parent support and counseling. There is so many different things that school social workers do. So it's important that you know your role so that you can help others and others know when they need to come to you. Absolutely. That is truly an important factor to know. And thank you for sharing that. I mean, I can only imagine a lot of these things, you know, I know some social work schools may have, you know, social work in schools, but as you know, especially the curriculum is never, you never really get an insight to actually what goes on in every day today, you know, being a school social worker, right? So Mm -hmm. coming from a place of, you know, I definitely would love to discuss next, because I know you also recently stepped into the world of entrepreneurship. So I wanted for you to just share, you know, what, what what led you towards that path, especially being, you know, an experienced um, clinical school social worker? Um, led me to the path of entrepreneurship? Yes. So I really think the pandemic has some silver lining to it. You know, although we lost a lot of people, the world was shut down, you know, we were disconnected from others. It gave us a, a chance to really kind of sit down and think about what do I really want out of life and what is important to me and how do I want to like leave my mark? So it was during the pandemic around November, I was um, sitting at home in my office doing some documentation for work, and I've always used planners. So I have a planner 
called the therapist planner, really amazing, because uh, I also do therapy work on the side. But as I was going through the planner, I was like, wow, I wish this had a place for call logs. I wish this had a place where it breaks down the role of a school social worker. I wish this had a place where there was a template for crisis in intervention and you know how you should do that appropriately. And then I thought to myself, what about a school social worker planner? So I went online, I went on Google, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and I'm like, there's nothing out there. They did have some planners for like school counselors and our roles are similar, but they're different, but there was nothing specific to school social workers. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's, that, that's my idea. Like that is my million dollar idea right there. So I went ahead and I got into a Google doc and I started writing and typing all the things that I would want in this planner. And then I kind of let it sit there for a minute. And it's kind of crazy. It's almost like divine intervention. So I went on Instagram and someone posted a masterclass about creating your own planner or journal. And I'm like, hmm, that's crazy. I literally just had this idea. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to take this masterclass. It was probably one of the best things that I ever did. And I literally learned step by step how you would produce a planner or a journal. I followed all of those steps and I was able to produce the School Social Work Solutions Planner. It took a lot of time though. You know, it was um, a learning curve because it was something that I never did before. And I was able to get it all done in about, let's see, that was November. What about like nine months? Wow, um, and I recently launched a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're still kind of in the pre-order phase. Uh, I will be shipping out the planners in um, August, the week of August 23rd. But I'm just really excited because it was an opportunity for me to be creative, to also show my clinical social work skills, and also help empower other school social workers to position themselves to be mental health experts in their schools. One of the main things in the planner, which was really important to me, was to infuse self-care throughout. I'm a huge advocate for self-care and prioritizing ourselves, because you know as social workers, we can easily burn out. We're always helping everybody. We're always doing things for other people. And a lot of times we leave ourselves last. So throughout the planner, there's um, all type of self-care assessments, self-care reflections and check-ins, as well as tons of different resources to help school social workers and really any social worker who would purchase the planner, help them level up in their career and their day-to-day -day lives. I love them, by the way, my fellow social workers. I'm going to be sharing all the information regarding her planner in the show notes. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And I love that you sell self-care. And I really want, you know, to for you to really, on your experience, what does self-care mean to you? Because I know it looks different for everyone, right? It's definitely not just, you know, bubble baths and just, you know, like disconnecting. Like, what does really self-care mean? Basically mm -hmm. being a school social worker. So overall, to me, it means prioritizing my wellness. And that can mean a lot of different things. Like you stated, you know, it's not always bubble baths and getting your nails done. Those things are great. But for me, I think that self-care can also be really challenging when you're prioritizing your wellness, right? So let's take, for example, physical self-care. So working out. For me, it is not always easy to work out. It is a challenge. I have oh to like God, build yes. myself up to go down to my basement to get on my spin bike or do whatever workouts. But I know at the end of the day, it's for my wellness. So those are kind of like difficult decisions you have to make about your own wellness. It's like I could either press news and lay on my bed or I can get up, go work out, and I always feel better afterwards. Um, so I would say part of it has to do with making difficult decisions for your own wellness. 
Um, maybe you're deciding to stay home and save some money versus going out and spending money with friends because your financial self-care is important to you and you have a savings goal. So that might be kind of a difficult decision, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like, no, nah, I can't go out tonight, although I really want to, but this is what's more important. And I know at the end of the day, that's prioritizing my financial wellness. So I think a lot of self-care has to do with making difficult decisions in order to put yourself first. Absolutely. And I love that you said that, you know, and it's also too about being in tune, like you said, what really matters to you, because everyone has a different version of self care. And you know, there's no right or wrong, you know, answer it always comes back from a place of really realizing like, are you every day today? Are you doing something that's out of the norm? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, maybe to prevent burnout, like what is something that you're really doing to take care of yourself every single day? If I know for me, honestly, because people always ask me, like, you do so much, like, what, what's your self care? Well, you know, I make sure that I'm very strict with my schedule, I set boundaries, you know, weekends, I really do disconnect, like it's a time, you know, for me to you know, share moments with my partner, like really disconnect and not have to do anything like work related, business related, and just making sure that for my mental health and my sanity, like I'm not, I don't even turn my computer on. Mm -hmm. So it's coming from a place of finding out that works for me. Sometimes it's me, break, um, you know, waking up at the crack of dawn and watching TV, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's a really the moment that I have for me to just, you know, sit down and like, you know, do nothing and just like, you know, Netflix and chill. So yes. it's coming from a place I found that that works for me. And the more time that I'm able to display then it gives me the opportunity to just be my best self, right? Because in this particular work, right, obviously in my nine to five and, and my business being a social work career coach, like I have to take care of myself in order to best serve, you know, my clients, which is the same component, especially in this field and especially being a school social worker. And, you know, I also want to dive back in when you mentioned just for those who don't know that there's definitely a difference from being a school counselor versus a school social worker. So if you can elaborate on that, you know, explain some of the differences for our listeners to hear just in case they're currently considering maybe one path towards the other. Because, you know, in every school, there's always some specific title. Some school social workers could be, you know, licensed clinical social workers. So it's mm -hmm. coming from a place of explaining the difference. And of course, this varies from state to state. Yes, absolutely. There's changes from state to state. But uh, what I would have you envision is two circles next to each other that kind of intersect, right? So mm -hmm. one side is school social worker, one side is school, school counselor, and where they intersect is kind of where our roles are similar. So the intersection part would come with the social emotional learning. So both school counselors and school social workers can do kind of like social emotional lessons with students, individual check-ins and counseling, um, sharing with staff, best practices on trauma and SEL. I would say that's kind of like where we intersect. And so the differences I would say would be the school counselors have a lot more focus on the academics, right? So the scheduling, maybe your career and counseling awareness, um, or sorry, college and career awareness. <laughs> um, meeting with students to make sure they have all of their credits, uh, recommendations to college, you know, this is for high school, and really things around the academic piece. And then if we go to the school social worker side of the intersecting circles, it would be more in-depth clinical work. So attending to crisis intervention and crisis management, school social workers really should be on any school's crisis team 
because you have that mental health background to know how to de-escalate students appropriately, who to contact, um, does the student need to be transported to the hospital? Do we need to call emergency mobile crisis for a higher level of care? That would fall on the school social worker side. Uh, I would also say a lot of the um, parent counseling when it comes to mental health, teaching parents about students' mental health, um, best practices, how they can support them at home, how they can support them while the student is in school. And let's see, what else for school social workers? Well, at least in my district, we do a lot of the 504 um, planning and responsibilities. So uh, for any listeners out there, if you're not aware, a 504 plan is a legal plan and it's for students who have a medical diagnosis. It could be medical, it could be mental health that may have an effect on their academic progress. So school social workers in my district really own that. So we manage the cases, we're holding the meetings, we're developing the accommodation plans, we're sending them to the staff, we're making sure the parents are aware. So that is a responsibility that we have. In other states, it may be school counselors, but in mine, it is um, school social workers. No, I love that. You know, again, thank you for, for taking the time to explain to that. You know, and right away when you said 504, I was like, IP. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's coming from a place of, you know, those individual educational plan. So I feel that at least that terminology definitely is very similar. You know, me being in New York, I definitely identify that terminology, even though I have not been a school social worker myself. And even though I actually am certified to become, you know, a school social worker, something that I just did it to have on my, you know, wing. Um, and for any, you know, New York uh, school social um, social workers who are currently listening, the DOE is currently having multiple openings, you know, for New York City public schools. So making sure that you go on the website and, you know, really figure out how to become a school social worker, because at least here for the, you know, state of New York, you do not need your license to become a school social worker. You just need at first your provisional school social work certificate, which can easily be obtainable. Of course, I definitely recommend for you to go on the website, Google DOE school social work certificate, and more information will come about. So I now also want to highlight, and I really want to discuss, I mean, again, you've been sharing so much gems regarding, you know, how to, how to the, the, really different, right? Like the school social worker and school counseling, you know, how to really insightful tips for upcoming school social workers, along mm -hmm. with, you know, your, your planner and how self-care looks like and how to practice. So I really want to also now talk about your platform that you currently have, you know, that you created, especially for school social workers to really elevate and basically uplift, you know, their, their career. So I would love if you can explain more about, you know, your platform, you know, some of the maybe tips that you share on every day today so people can check you out yes absolutely so school social work solutions is my instagram platform that i created um actually in january of this year it was another thing another idea that i had that i just had not uh, brought to fruition because once again, at least in the educational field, you know, I feel like school social workers are not celebrated. You know, oh teachers goodness. are the majority of the, of the staff population. Of course, teachers, big ups to teachers. My mom is a teacher. I love teachers. But social workers have a really important role, and we do a lot of really important work in the school. And I just don't feel like we're celebrated in the same way. So I said, you know what? I'm going to create this platform to celebrate highlight, spotlight, and empower school social workers. So School Social Work Solutions is a platform where education, mental health, and wellness intersect. And I go live every Wednesday. 
a lot of Wednesdays, I have interviews with other school social workers who are from all different parts of the country. That's been one amazing thing to connect with so many amazing people on the platform. Um, but we do interviews. We'll talk about um, self-care, best practices. I interviewed um, Dr. Ashley Carver, and she has her doctorate in social work, and she's also a school social worker and an author. So we talked about her journey. Um, I have talked to so many different school social workers and kind of their different niches. Some have different side hustles, some are social media influencers. So it's just amazing to connect, share resources and tips. Um, I've been having a whole lot of fun with reels lately. <laughs> oh my God, I need to get on that wave. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've been having so much fun because it's summertime, so I'm out of school, so I have a lot of time on my hands. Um, but really highlighting school social workers, the work we do, kind of like the pain points and the headaches of the day, um, sometimes being overwhelmed and burnt out and kind of putting a funny spin on it. So that's been great. Um, and then I just share different resources. Um, I did uh, Instagram Live about running successful counseling groups. And that was, that one got a lot of views. I guess a lot of people are interested in doing um, counseling for their students group counseling. I think that's really the best way to meet with a high caseload because you can kind of lump students together who have similar needs and address their needs all in one. You learn from the students, they learn from each other, you're creating a safe space. So that's been um, really great for me in my practice doing the group counseling. So I wanted to share with others, this is what I do. These are some great tips and how you can start a school counseling, group counseling program. Um, so yeah, I go live, I share tips, I do reels, uh, just really highlighting and spotlighting the great work we do as school social workers. Amazing. I mean, this is so needed. And as you know, our community is absolutely exceptional. Of course, my fellow social workers, I'm going to be listing her Instagram accounts in the show notes. And it's something that, you know, coming from a place like networking is key because somebody knows someone regardless of what state you are in. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there, whether it's Instagram, whether it's LinkedIn, which you know, I'm huge on LinkedIn, right? But making sure that you find a platform that's going to work for you even if it's YouTube or even this like mm -hmm. podcast like this. So coming from a place of starting out, you know, what really works with your needs. And I would love if you can end uh, us with just sharing some insight to anyone who is currently on the fence and not even sure um, when it comes to if they should consider, you know, a career in school social work. So what would you say for anyone who's currently on the fence and not sure if being a school social worker is for them? Oh, let's see. I would say, well, I would say that school social work is a very, very fulfilling career. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of flexibility because you are on a, a school schedule, you have a lot of vacation, so you have a lot of time to be creative and develop any type of social work side hustle. So that is one positive. Um, one great thing about school social work is you're able to see the growth in students throughout the years. Um, so if you're kind of in it for the long haul, you wanna be in a school community, working with educators, working with children, working with parents, watching them and supporting them grow socially and emotionally, you wanna get into school social work. You'll have an amazing schedule, you'll have you actually have a lot of time for self-care because of our schedule and having all the vacations and summers off. And I would say you just want to know what population you want to work with. 
figure out what evidence-based strategies you want to focus on to support students. Always show respect to the students and their parents, because a lot of times the parents have had negative, negative experiences with the educational system. So when they hear the word social worker, they might be a little abrasive, they might be a little bit rude, but explain your role, let them know that you're there to support them, and things should work out really well for you. I love that. I lo- and I also want to highlight that, you know, for anyone who's currently on the fence of, you know, them, tr- you're trying to figure out what's the next steps in your social work career. I always say start from scratch and really being able to identify all of the pros and all of the cons in your previous experience, create your first, create your ideal job description, right? Whether it's like, okay, I want flexibility. I want to set schedule. I want to work with kids and this age and this diagnosis, like really making sure that you take the time to reflect and really analyze your everyday today and what you really want, you know, the next five years to look like, right? So it can help you get clarity um, to basically when you're currently feeling stuck. And it's some of the work that I do with my clients, really taking the time to really hone in and jot down all of your current strengths, your skills, where your current skills are, can be a best asset rather than just trying to, you know, go on Indeed or look at a whole bunch of job descriptions and get overwhelmed. But this yeah. is absolutely the bomb.com. Thank you so much, John. <laughs> you know for taking the time to come on this podcast share so many gems like i told everyone making sure you check out the show notes follow her on instagram um um, social work school social work solutions right so coming from a place check out her planner make sure to order it asap before (laughs) they get sold out so making sure jocelyn thank you so much and of course until next time thank you harlany Thank you for tuning in on this week's episode on the Social Work Insider. For more resources, feel free to check out my website, yourevolvedmind.com. That's all for now. Till next time.